Good morning, and peace be with you. Please open up your bulletins, and we'll go quickly through some announcements that are noteworthy. In fact, there's one that I want to bring to your attention that didn't make it into the uh, bulletin yet, uh, and it will next week. But, um, oh, there she is, Iris Jean came in to see me this week, and it was a lot of fun. We had a visit. But she wanted me to share this with you, and this is an exhibit at the Old Crystal Cathedral. And it is um, displaying artwork from the Sistine Chapel. And it is going on until, I believe, January. January 11th, 2020. And so um, Iris went there and said it is absolutely fabulous. So I uh, just would like to bring your attention to it. Perhaps if uh, we had somebody to spearhead it, maybe we could make a, a group outing on it. I, I, I don't know. I know there's elevators. Uh, I, you know, for those to minimize walking, I know that there is somewhat of a guided tour whereupon you have a recorder and it, and it speaks to you about what's going on and so forth. So this will be in the bulletin next week, and just keep it in mind. Thank you, Iris, for bringing that to our attention. And um, I've not seen the Sistine Chapel, so this is maybe the closest that I get this, this side, you know. But uh, anyway, thank you very much for sharing that. I would uh, direct you to the insert here, and if there's anything um, here that, that strikes your fancy, uh, please do participate. I don't know how to do any better than that. One of the things, yes, ma'am. Is it on here? Which one? How come I don't see it? Oh, 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 okay. Well, if you look on this side here, then on Thursday, it says, um, Senior Care and Caregivers Event at 1 p.m. Thank you. You are clearly the brains of the outfit there. Yes, ma'am. And um, so on Thursday, um, we will have somebody come and speak uh, to us. Will we meet in here in the sanctuary or over in the... Okay, over in the fellowship hall. And um, all questions, uh, senior care and caregiver related. And yes, ma'am? And next month? Very good. Okay. Next month, the date to be determined, we will have a speaker on suicide prevention. This is a topic that is near and dear to many in this congregation, um, and even, even recently. Um, it'll have a guest speaker, uh, a woman whose son uh, took his own life. So uh, in these troubled times when there just seems to be no hope, uh, these are the things that, that result. And so um, we believe that that will be a comfort, and, and that'll be an evening time, correct? Okay, so, and again, probably on a Thursday. It's open to anyone in this congregation, anyone in this community, anyone in any of the churches, anyone, anyone. Did I say anyone? It's just that important, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Karen, Karen has a very rich past, in helping people. <laughs> you notice I, I, I pause there, I apologize. But she has a heart um, to serve and a heart to um, meet people where they're at. And her experience in um, psychology and as a nurse and as in dealing with people um, with um, uh, some mental illnesses, uh, this is all things that she has been sharing with this congregation. And I have seen uh, people with her and interact with her, and, and thank you. It, it, it matters. And uh, uh, we all have gifts. And um, 
boy, I'm just so grateful when, when you share them, and I know you all do. Especially today, somebody set up the uh, bulletins, and somebody put the, the readings out and everything, so thank you for that as well. It does take a village, so, uh, and not to, not to forget anything else. A lot of these things just don't happen overnight, do they, Levon? or Karen, or, you know, all of these things. Thank you very much for all who participate, be in the hands and feet of Jesus to make this possible. Okay, Pastor, let's stop. Let's stand. Let's open up with Joyful, Joyful, We Adore Thee on page 551. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open and all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God who is faithful and just will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us confess our sins to God our Father, most merciful God. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his son to die for you. And for his sake, he forgives you all of your sins. And as you are called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 
the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. I lost my place. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Amen. This is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia. Let us pray. Oh God, you make the minds of your faithful to be of one will. And grant that we may love what you have commanded and desire what you promise. That among the many changes of this world, our hearts may be fixed where true joys are found through Jesus Christ your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning. Our first reading is from Acts, chapter 11, verses 1 through 18, and can be found in the Pew Bible on page 1711. Acts 11, 1 through 18. The apostles and the believers through Judea heard that the Gentiles also had received the word of God. So when Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcised believers criticized him and said, you went to the house of the uncircumcised men and ate with them. Starting from the beginning, Peter told them the whole story. I was in the city of Joppa praying and in a trance, I saw a vision. I saw something like a large sheep being led down from heaven by its four corners. And it came down to where I was. I looked into it and saw 
four-footed animals of the earth, wild beasts, reptiles, and birds. Then I heard a voice telling me, get up, Peter, kill and eat. I replied, surely not, Lord. Nothing impure or unclean has ever entered my mouth. The voice spoke from heaven a second time. Do not call anything impure that the God has made. <clears throat> this happened three times, and then it was all pulled up to heaven again. Right then, three men who had been sent to me from Caesarea stopped at the house where I was staying. The Spirit told me to have no hesitation about going with them. These six brothers also went with me, and we entered the man's house. He told us how he had, clean, how he had seen an angel appear in his house and say, send to Joppa for Simon, who is called Peter. He will bring you a message which you and all your household will be saved. As I began to speak, the Holy Spirit came on them and as he had come on us at the beginning. Then I remembered what the Lord had said. John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So if God gave them the same gift he gave us who believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I to think that I could stand in, the God's, in God's way? When they heard this, they had no further objections and praise God, saying, So then, even to the Gentiles, God has granted repentance that leads to life. We will read Psalm 148, verses 1 through 14, responsibly, which is printed in your bulletin. Psalm 148. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights above. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all you shining stars. <clears throat> Let them praise the name of the Lord, for at his command they were created. <clears throat> Praise the Lord from the earth, you great sea creatures and all ocean depths. <clears throat> you mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars. <clears throat> kings of the earth and all nations, you princes and all rulers on earth. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is exalted. His splendor is above the earth and the heavens. Our next reading is from the book of Revelations, chapter 21, verses 1 through 7, and can be found in the Pew Bible on page 1937. Revelations 21, starting with the first verse. 
Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw a holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, look, God's dwelling place is now among the people and he will dwell with them. They will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. For the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega the beginning and the end. <clears throat> to the thirsty, I will give water without cost from the spring, the water of life. Those who are victorious will inherit all of this, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. Here hence reading, this is the word of the Lord. The Gospel reading this morning is from St. John, chapter 16, verses 12 through 22. Glory to you, O Lord. Indeed, the Gospel of John is found on page 1678, John 16, verses 12 through 22. John records, I have much more to say to you, more than you can guide, or excuse me, more than you can now bear. But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. And he will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears. And he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. Jesus went on to say, In a little while you will see me no more. And then after a little while, you will see me. At this, some of the disciples said to one another, what does he mean by saying, in a little while you will see me no more, and then after a little while you will see me? And because I am going to the Father, they kept asking, what does he mean by a little while? We don't understand what it is that he's saying. And Jesus saw that they wanted to ask him about this, so he said to them, Are you asking one another what I meant when I said, In a little while you will see me no more, and then after a little while you will see me? Very truly, I tell you, you will weep, and you will mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve, but your grief, your grief will turn to joy. 
And a woman giving birth to a child has pain because her time has come. But when her baby is born, she forgets the anguish because of her joy that a child is born into the world. So with you. Now is your time. Now is your time of grief. But I will see you again. And you will rejoice. And no one will take away your joy. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. A couple of things I wanted to share with you this morning. Do you ever wonder about things in the liturgy, and we could call it uh, everything you wanted to know about liturgy but were afraid to ask? Do you ever wonder why, <clears throat> upon the announcement of the gospel, your pastor says, the gospel reading this morning is from St. John, chapter 16, and then your response is, Glory to you, O Lord. Now, if we were Roman Catholic, which we're not, uh, your pastor here would make a cross somewhere on the Scripture, and, and then he would put a cross on his forehead, a cross on his lips, and a cross on his heart. That meaning that may this word, this beautiful word of God be upon my mind, my lips, and in my heart. It's all a reminder of this is the good stuff coming up. Glory to you, O Lord. And then at the end, we give all praise to Christ. It is a, it is a framework by which we set our minds on the thing of God. So here it is. We hear the scripture this morning and... We wonder what it must have been like for them. I mean, clearly there's this, this, this state of confusion. And Jesus has told them things that they do not yet understand. They don't get it. And they have much as said that. Have you ever felt that way? Sitting in this church? Maybe, you know, anywhere in life? I don't get it. And one of the things that you may have heard me say during Bible studies and, and so forth, uh, I, I, I beseech God and I say, Lord, give us eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart to understand what it is you would have us understand in the Scripture through your Holy Spirit. Do you ever wonder why I say, pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. And then, in the name of Jesus, I say before, nothing good can come from any other source than Jesus. And that is a prayer that not only my meditations, my heart, my thoughts, my lips would be acceptable to him, but yours as well as we participate. Do you, do you understand that you are participating in this? I mean, you're sitting here, yeah. But that's why we have the back and forth. Something is said and you say, amen. You know, this whole time of the service, is, it's, it's a conversation with our Father. It's a good conversation with our Father. And Jesus, in his conversation with his boys... He's telling him, telling them that you don't get it right now, but you will. That, that you will experience great sorrow, but it'll turn to joy. Nay, even the world is going to celebrate your sorrow. What does he mean? Well, this is the night in which he was betrayed. He's about to be pinned to that cross. They won't see him for a little while till that Sunday. 
And while they're waiting for him, they're going to be extremely sad, terrified, fearful, maybe even depressed. They got a lot of stuff going on. He's telling them, you got a lot of stuff going on. You won't understand. But then, in a little while, you will see me. The resurrection. He tells them that there is a guide. The Holy Spirit. The counselor. The one that brings understanding. The one that's talked about throughout old, the Old Testament. That he will come and he will guide you. There's one that points to Jesus. That's the Holy Spirit. There's one that is coming that speaks what God has given him. Nothing more, nothing less. He speaks what has been given to him, and it points to Jesus, to joy. Interestingly enough, in John 6, 68, there's this scene where many of the disciples were leaving Jesus because his teachings were just too hard. Do you remember that? And Jesus asks them, you guys want to go too? And Peter does this amazing response where he says, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Alleluia. Alleluia. That's why we do that. Before the gospel. Because we're about to get words of eternal life. We're about to get words that we so need to hear because the world is celebrating in our misery. Even today. In fact, these are good words that, well, we'll get to that in a second. When things get hard, Jesus says, you follow me. When things cause us to suffer, Jesus says, follow me. And that's what we are to do. However, we still suffer. We still suffer. So, so what does that look like? Okay, in a little while, I'm going to see him. I'm going to be sad for a little while, but, you know, joy is coming in the morning. What does that look like, Pastor? Because today I'm suffering loss, or I'm suffering illness, or sadness, or doubt, pain. I've got stuff going on. And more than that, Pastor... More than that, I don't know what I'm going to do. I feel like I have to fix myself. Who do I go? To whom shall I go? Dr. Phil? Well, maybe. Dr. Pepper? Dr. Feelgood? There's all possibilities. Why not go to the one with the words of eternal life? That's what I ask. And yet, we have these voices that are going on outside of us. And then there's the one in our head. Do you have any voices in your head? I'm sorry to have to make you admit that. But, do you, I mean, come on. Am I, I'm not the only one, right? Please, help me here. There's a voice that goes off when... I'm in the midst of loss or sickness or sadness or grief or shame. And this voice says to me, without mercy, you're hopeless. The voice is always accusing. That voice, that voice just won't let my mistakes of the past go. Like memory foam. Brings it right back to where it was. That voice, can I get an amen? You don't have to, but maybe a nod, yeah? Oh, man, I'm glad I'm not the only one. Over and over and over again, it's the same 
stuff on a different day. Same stuff on a different day. And then good people, good people in our church, friends that love us, people that spend time in Scripture, they want to help us and make us feel better. And they give us law. You've heard it. Maybe you said it. I have. If you confess, it will all go away. But it doesn't. If, if you get your life back on track, your best life now, everything will be wonderful, but it isn't. And it doesn't. If you commit, commit your life to God, if you choose Jesus as your personal Savior, it'll all get better. And everything, even those voices, will go away. But they don't. And what's worse than that, those well-meaning people might say, well, then you may never have been saved. It happens. Seems the commonality there is that we think that we can fix ourselves. The world does. There's a big business in self-help books. Notice they don't have any self-surgery books. I know you laugh, but that's kind of the way that they're taking us. The world says, if it is to be, it's up to me. All of this great stuff, but there are things. There are things. There is stuff that is too big for you and for me to change. And the voices, they persist. Tested and proven it. Guilt, shame, heartache for what we've done or left undone. Can't heal ourselves. We can't operate on our own heart. We need someone else to do this. Let me tell you about another voice. The Holy Spirit dwelling in you. Holy Spirit that speaks on behalf of God, there's another voice. It's bigger. It's better. Oh, and it's love. That voice is merciful. And the loving voice of the Father speaking to you, the Father who thinks the world of you, the Father who met you, in your baptism, clothed you in his son's righteousness, imparted the Holy Spirit into you. That's the voice. In fact, that voice at one point in time asked his son, Son, I need you to go into the world and be sin for my children. Will you do it? He said, yes, I will. I will be sin for them. I will take on all of that stuff that you are experiencing today, brothers and sisters. He's taking that suffering so it wasn't anymore you who's responsible for the past. It isn't anymore you that committed that egregious sin. It isn't anymore you that is on the hook. It's Jesus. He stood in for you. Yes, even that sin. And in his place, his place in your place he took for you he calls out and he says to this even now 
and says to you, I know you're hurting. I know that your loved one is not here anymore. I know that your situation seems hopeless. But I keep all my promises. And I'm telling you, for a little while, it's going to be rough. For a little while, it's going to hurt. For a little while, you won't see me. But I am with you. And I promise to turn your struggle, your pain, your sorrow into joy. In the name of Jesus, amen. Let us now confess together our faith to the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God.
our Lord has promised to be our God, and we rejoice to be your children by grace, Father. Hear now the prayers of your people for all manner and conditions upon them. Your church is set among many and great enemies. O Lord, and yet you have promised that no enemy will triumph over us. Give us such confidence in your promise that we will not fear. And give us the courage of your love that we may love our enemies and pray for those who persecute us. Lord, in your mercy, you have promised us the gift of your Spirit to make known to us all truth and to keep us in your word. Grant to us, O Lord, faithful pastors who will teach us, who will teach us our, your word, and devoted church workers who will serve us in your name. And bless those now preparing for church work vocations and inspire many to follow your call. Lord, in your mercy, you hold all people accountable for their responsibilities. And you have given them. Oh, Lord, bless Donald, our president, our governor, Gavin, the Congress and the legislature, and all judges and magistrates, guide them, Father, to serve according to your will and for the common good of all. Raise up those with heroic virtue who will defend our liberty. Protect those who defend us in the armed forces, even as you give peace to the nations. Lord, in your mercy... You have called unto yourself a people from all nations and races. Bless, O Lord, the missionaries who bring the light of your word to those living in darkness. Grant to us the wisdom and gifts of your spirit that we may give faithful witness to your son within our homes, to the neighbors nearby, and to the strangers we meet, but once. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. You are above all things, the Alpha and the Omega, and yet you have chosen to dwell among men. Give us a glimpse of your glory that we may know what is good and right and true. The perfect beauty of your presence. Bless those who in art and music point us to your majesty. Bless those who cling to the promise of your future, the holy city and new Jerusalem on high. Move us to offer to you our best for your glory. Lord, in your mercy. You have given us both bread for the body in Christ and the bread of life. Prepare us now to receive with faith and thanksgiving his flesh for the life of the world and his blood that cleanses us from all sin. Unite us that we may believe and confess one faith and bring us to that day when we shall be one people together at the table of our Lord. Lord, in your mercy, you promised our sorrows would turn into joy and we would not long remember the anguish of our labor. Well, Lord, Deliver us from our tears and raise us with the saints of old to know you and to live in the joy of your presence, feasting together in the marriage supper of the Lamb in his kingdom without end. Lord, in your mercy, now with confidence that you will grant us all things needful and all things beneficial to us and to all for whom we have prayed. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. May the peace of the Lord be with you all. Let us now share the peace.
Will you please stand? Pray with me. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, maker of all. be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father, almighty and ever-living God. But chiefly, we are bound to praise you for your glorious resurrection of our Lord. For he is the true Passover lamb who gave himself to take away our sin. Who by his death has destroyed death. By his rising has brought to us eternal life. And so with Mary Magdalene and Peter and all the witnesses of the resurrection with the earth and the sea and all their creatures and with angels and archangels, cherubim and seraphim, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took the bread and he gave thanks and then he broke it, giving it to his disciples saying, take and eat. This is my body given to you. Do this in remembrance of me. And again after supper he took the cup and he gave thanks and then he gave it to his disciples saying, take and drink. This is the new covenant in my blood shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. For we know that as often as we eat of this bread and we drink of this cup that we proclaim Christ's death and his resurrection and his triumphant coming again. Let us now pray together the prayer that Jesus gave to us, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into One of his promises is, is, as far as east is from the west, I'll remember your sins no more. He keeps that. We get to meet Jesus at the table. We get to hear his voice, the voice that is bigger, stronger, more powerful, almighty. May it comfort you as you receive this means of grace through his true body, his true blood, and the holy sacrament of the altar. You may be seated, and the ushers will bring you forward. Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Alleluia. Alleluia. Remember that. Remember that. Remember that there's a voice that claims you, that says, this is my son, this is my daughter. 
You have no authority over them. Call on him. He will hear. And now the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and grant you his perfect peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our closing hymn is Our God Reigns on page 5 of your bulletin. Let us go in peace and serve the Lord.